Welcome to Nutrition Without Compromise, a podcast brought to you by Orlo Nutrition. We believe that nutrition shouldn't be an either or, that you should never have to sacrifice your morals for your health or that of our home planet. Join natural products veteran Karina Belizzi and experts from around the globe as they discuss healthy solutions that are better for you and better for the planet. Welcome to Impact Nutrition Bites, a monologue episode where we dive into current research news, trends, and more that have the potential to make a big impact in your health. Today, we're focused on the American Society for Nutrition's upcoming Nutrition 2023 conference. It will be held July 22nd to 25th at the Sheraton in Boston. In this specific conference, they're covering what they deem to be the four most critical areas that will impact health in 2023 and beyond. What are they? First, ultra-processed foods. Second, heart health. Third, weight loss. And fourth, food and society. So today I'm going to go through a brief detail of what each of these areas of coverage really comprise of. And then our hope is to come back and provide you with some insights that came from the conference after it occurs. First, ultra-processed foods. We already know that ultra-processed foods, otherwise called UPFs for the sake of this particular discussion, are responsible for rising cases of unbalanced diets that ultimately lack key vital nutrients. On the heels of this conference, it's expected that recommendations will soon follow that can help limit exposure to these ultra-processed foods. I'm going to quote this piece from News Medical Life Sciences, which was published July 4th, 2023. Quote, In the U.S., a review of the evidence has been recommended for the 2025 Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, This session will review research from a food science perspective and examine the potential mechanisms of action of UPFs, those ultra-processed foods. A research roadmap will be presented to establish a stronger, more balanced evidence base to advance the understanding of if and how UPFs impact the risk of obesity and cardiometabolic diseases, end quote. So it should be no wonder that we see recommendations come out of this conference in just a few weeks' time that will hopefully put impact into our government and institutions to ultimately design and create foods that are better for everybody. Second, heart health. Top researchers will present and discuss the latest clinical findings some of which argue that consumption of linoleic acid, that's the plant-sourced omega-6 that gets a bad rap for being in seed oils, is not in fact the culprit for heart health issues and inflammatory concerns. This goes against a lot of what we've heard from the Paul Saladinos of the world, sitting there and saying that seed oils are the culprit of all of our health woes, that they metabolically destroy us. Well, is that really what's happening? So what present research does continue to show is that fat balancing is a complex story and that overconsumption of animal-sourced omega-6s like the arachidonic acid that's in red meats, along with an overconsumption of other saturated fats, can actually pose inflammatory issues. 
These are the problems that we see when we consume far too many calories. Generally speaking, limiting animal fat consumption while also increasing consumption of omega-3 rich foods continues to be the general consensus in the medical community. Resounding research shows that increasing your levels of omega-3s can lead to all-cause mortality drops. This has been shown again and again and is one thing that we featured when we had an earlier discussion with Dr. Bill Harris, co-founder of Omega Quant. They have found that having a tissue level of at least 8% omega-3 ultimately led to the best health. So whether the question is of reducing your omega-6s or reducing your saturated fat while also increasing omega-3s, or simply increasing omega-3s is something that will be borne out with future research. We know that giving more omega-3s is health supportive and getting to 8% to 12% omega-3s within our cells and tissues is the ultimate goal. Now, as many of you already know, Orlo Nutrition has launched the Tested By You campaign in which you can go ahead and head right to the site orlonutrition.com and sign up for a subscription of the Tested By You program. This will provide you with one test of Omega Quant's blood spot test, so you can test what your present levels of omega-3s are, and then four months later with your third shipment, you will receive a second test to verify the improvements and chart your progress. Now, we understand the goal is to get everybody to at least 8% omega-3. Supplementing alone may not get you there. But if you are ensuring that you consume a healthy level of omega-3s in your daily diet and you supplement, you are going to be setting yourself up for the best chance at success. Now, this Tested By You program is available to anybody who wants to buy from Orlo Nutrition, and the test, each test is valued at $50. So with this subscription, you're essentially getting $100 in free tests over the course of six months along with your everyday discount of 15% for being a subscriber. As an added bonus, if you want to use the code NWC at checkout, you'll get a bonus discount, so that first shipment will come at the best price possible. Again, that code is NWC at checkout, and you will get a bonus discount. Number three, we're going to weight loss. When it comes to weight loss, the primary question that this symposium seeks to answer is whether metabolic adaptation is a central cause that makes maintaining weight or losing weight and keeping it off when needed increasingly difficult. So the question is, can scientists with opposing views work together to figure this question out? Really, only time will tell. What continues to hold promise includes consuming mindfully, remaining active, and getting plenty of sleep, good solid rest. Now, too few of us actually get enough sleep, and too few of us actually follow basic recommendations for what it takes to have a healthy metabolism. I'm going to go through seven easy steps to get there. They may not solve every health challenge you have in the space of metabolic health, but they will certainly set the foundation for you to be successful. So in addition to consuming mindfully, remaining active, and getting plenty of sleep, follow these seven steps. First, eat plenty of fiber-rich and filling foods that are low in their caloric density. Drink plenty of water. 
limit consumption of processed foods and instead choose whole foods. Limit or eliminate consumption of alcohol. Dr. William Lee, who we featured on this podcast before, has said simply that a single beer or a single glass of red wine has positive benefits. But after that, not so much. And in fact, you head towards health degradation. So if we want to follow this simple thing, think about that. A single glass of beer, a single glass of red wine, and you'll be just fine. Okay, on to the fifth one here. Limit or eliminate consumption of processed sugars. Processed sugars gunk up our systems. They give us sugar spikes and pitfalls. They make us feel hungry and crash. They don't necessarily support healthy energy. So unless you're out there running a marathon and need to take a shot block or a goo while you're running, perhaps consider eliminating these processed sugars. Number six, take a few core supplements to fill your nutritional gaps, because even the best of us, we aren't going to have the absolute nutrition that we need. A whole foods multivitamin, a bioactive omega-3 supplement like Orlo's, omega-3 or DHA, these are foundational. I also like to add a greens product, like one by Macrolife Naturals, who is a great brand available at health food stores nationally, or Athletic Greens. Chances are you've heard of both of these. Also, if you are vegetarian or vegan, you want to make sure that you're getting enough vitamin B12 in the methylated form. So look for vitamin B12 methylcobalamin. Check out Orlo's Immunity Boost. This contains vitamin B12 methylcobalamin, which actually comes from our unique spirulina. That's that Icelandic ultra spirulina and also vitamin D3 in its most bioavailable form. If you're a vegan or vegetarian, you'll also want to consider supplemental iron. Many like the iron by Floridix, which is by Flora. It's a liquid. It's easy to consume. It's somewhat sweet may not fit the mantra of not having any processed sugars in it, but it's kind of delightful and a simple way to get more iron. You can also consider eating things like beets on a daily basis, being sure that you're really fully chewing them as you do so you get their full health benefit. For more on this, you can visit my earlier episodes in which I covered Dr. William Lee's Eat to Beat Disease course. There are four modules over the course of four weeks you'll actually hear why you want to be sure to really masticate your beets. And last but not least, start a food journal. Do so each day. This can really help you identify which foods make you feel great, what foods may not be best for you, and it can help you be accountable. You'll actually see how much you're consuming and perhaps that you're not getting enough fiber or not getting enough water. It's a great way to help you manage your weight. And ultimately, those that do food journaling tend to have more success when they're on a health and wellness program and dropping extra pounds. Now, the question of calories in versus calories out will continue to be hotly debated. If you aren't metabolically healthy today, you will become more so if you follow the above seven steps. And I'm saying the above, but the ones I just mentioned, you can go to the blog page for this episode and they're all listed out. This can ultimately place you on a track towards success. The last category they're going to be covering is food and society. With this topic, they're really likely to cover how modern agriculture and food procurement continues to face challenges. 
whether they will touch on topics of regenerative agriculture or organic farming and nutrients present in foods today versus 20 years ago is yet to be seen. But after the event concludes, and as research continues in health and nutrition, we will circle back with another impact nutrition bite to keep you apprised. In the meantime, I hope that you'll raise a cup of your favorite healthy beverage with me as I say my closing words. Here's to your health. Thanks for listening to Nutrition Without Compromise. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to learn more, visit orlonutrition.com and join our mailing list. You'll gain access to complete show notes, features, and informative blogs because nutrition shouldn't be an either-or.